Hello and welcome to episode number 181 of the Chris Knott podcast. Uh, I'm delighted to say that I was joined on by two bodybuilding pros on the show today in the form of IFBB pro Oscar Young. So uh, Oscar finally got his pro card, which was uh, so amazing to see. Um, you know, he and Jay uh, have a massive influence on the way you know on the way I think and the way I, I train, and um, very good friends of mine. And it's such a it's it's so good to see him getting what he, he thoroughly thoroughly deserves. Um, but I'm even more grateful for the fact that both of them were able to sit down with me today and um, just take me through the thought process Oscar especially about um, this past year and um, and how what his training's been like uh, but more so is, is, is shifting mentality um, you know if, if you listen to some of the podcasts that Oscar's been on before um, you'll know that he's, he has an incredible way with words um, but even I was taken back by this one in just how insightful he got on the driving force um, behind what made the big difference uh, this time around. So won't give uh, any more away. Um, really just again, so grateful for this one. Uh, this is episode number 181 with Oscar Young and Jay McGee. Cool. So has it sunk in yet, Oscar? Um, I wouldn't say so because like, like when it happened and then obviously... I've, I've had to travel back here. It's quite a long day traveling. And then um, when I got here, I didn't realize, I was actually saying to John, I didn't realize how I was mentally and physically. So, you know, with every day, then, um, you know, it's coming, it's becoming a reality more than anything because it was almost an outside looking in experience. Mm. And was it was it the dream? You know, when you started off, did you think? Because it, is it IFBB Pro now? Yeah, you got, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. So, like, it, it it was never the dream. It was just like, what's next? Mm. So it was always, what's next? What's next? Okay, um, you know, we're going from physique to muscular physique, and then you know, what's next? What's next? What's next? Because personally, for me. In my head, like it, it didn't work. It, 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 it didn't work thinking that far ahead. Do you want to just um, explain to people listening, like because some people might not be familiar with your story? Mm-hmm. Like you've got a day going from physique to physique. How long ago uh, you started, and the right. steps you've taken to get to where you are now? Because me and Chris know them, and a lot of yes. people will, but but some might not know where you've come from to to get Correct. to um, an IFBB pro now. Yes. So, um, it was tied in 2013, and um, 2013 obviously was uh, um, physique, and uh, um, you know, that was my first ever comp um, that I did. I wasn't with Jordan then, obviously, it was just like one of those that we just did. And um, oh, did that come second, was it? Second, yeah. So, second place, and from that placing, then there was. Um, there was obviously like a sort of light bulb moment thinking, you know, okay, because I think back then, the, you know, there was about 30 people on stage and they just kept doing rounds and rounds and rounds. And I remember them being like top 10 and thinking, you know, if I'm in the top 10, I'd be buzzing. And then they just chopped it to top six and then to top three. Then at what point I play second. So after that point, then I thought, you know what, there's something here. So I'm going to find a coach. And that, that that's how it started. Um, so I was at I was at Body Power, and um, I bumped into Phil Lerney, who I then asked, you know, I need a coach. 
and blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, he recommended uh, Mark Coles and Jordan Peters. So I, I you know, I, I shot them both an email. And uh, when they replied, Mark Coles was very, very expensive out of my league. So I just wanted Jordan our default, to be honest. Mm. And, um, yeah, then the rest is history. But, um, yeah, so from that, then um, it was a case of just building up A by A. You know, I'd, it was UKBFF then. So you do a regional, then you do a British final. A regional, and then, you know, you get an invite to go do a British final. And it was just a case of, you know, we do a show every year to be able to have a chance to rebound. So at that point then, was you always thinking, I want to move up oh, not through the rank, through the classes into bodybuilding? Was that always, was that goal then? And you said you, you didn't have IFBB Pro as a goal at that point, but yes. you said it was to move to the next one. Yes. Was the next one just the next class up or was the next one? I, I always want to be a bodybuilder. That's what I want to do. But yes. I've just got to earn my stripes first in the classes between here and there. Was that how you thinking always? Yes. Yes. So that, the thinking was always, I, I always just wanted to put on trunks. You know, it was just that basic. It wasn't like, I want to get into bodybuilding and uh, and win. And do you know what I mean? It was just the way you're training. And um, that, that, um, that, that Jordan, obviously, um, the, the way he writes programs and the, uh, amounts of effort that goes into it and the pride taken in, uh, in pulling heavy and training legs heavy. So it was just like always um, a case of I just want to wear trunks and see uh, how I fare. But, you know, at some point with the rest of the guys based on how this training is going. So every year it wasn't, it was just a chance to present whatever we had, but just to create an environment to be able to then rebound and push up again. But even like I remember in 2018, I thought, right, this is it. And he, he said to me, no, well, you know, you know, I'm here ready. And uh, that's when I did a uh, muscle model. So it wasn't, so it was basically a case of um, the physique will reflect the class rather than you chasing the class yes. or whatever you, wherever you felt you was at, you enjoyed and felt you was at, like what classes were more suited to. Yes. Let's move into that. Just so happens to be muscular men's physique, then yes. muscle model, etc. Et yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. So it wasn't like a goal, right? I want to be in trunks by the end of this year. It was, let's see what, yeah, get it. Yes. Yes. So, you know, you, you couldn't call these things because the body's ready when the body's ready. Mm-hmm. And plus other circumstances, you know. So I, I've been quite lucky because obviously I've just gone every year, but, you know, to assure not, nothing's happened like, oh, well, I've had to take some time off, like an injury or anything. So then it's just been a constant um, move up. Um, Every so start to finish, how many years was that? Well, it's not finished because we're not finished yet, but yeah. start to now, how many years was that? Start to so we're talking um nine years now, and how many years until you're moving from men's physique to you thought you was ready to put on trunks and be a bodybuilder to step into that class? Oh, that, that um, that's uh, seven, seven years, seven years. Is that how many years it's going to be until you put trunks on, Jay? Oh, <laughs> 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 Be around uh, the pool in Grand Canaria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were, you, were you into bodybuilding growing up, Oscar? No. No. Just found you. No, you're not. So, yeah, I say this to everyone. Like, I can't start saying I used to read magazines and I had pinups on the wall. I didn't. I did not. It was just, you know. You did. You just weren't. I, I just, <laughs> just not. 
can get some context with numbers when you first started properly weight training in 2013 to like stage weights and uh, just body weight you know what what you what you're talking the difference there to the, the last comp when you went on um, um maybe it's i'd say 30 30 kilos so it's for that sexy that's your last shoot weight <laughs> <laughs> that's one one genetics or not that's just what I, what I love about it is it's like you say it's like you, you the off season it's like 14-15 kilos go on just to get that extra kilo on stage and it, it just becomes like the, as the year's gone on it's just been so much to go on so much to come off and that layering but I think you know you both I have to say you both really are uh, examples of like the, what you have to do in order just to get those small changes but though they do add up you know to be leaner and denser I think, uh, and they will agree that, you know, you have to, that there's an acceptance, you know what I mean? There's an acceptance of what has to happen. Um, a lot of people nowadays don't, you know, are trying to have a bargain, they're trying to have a negotiation, they're trying to have an argument with the process. But uh, for Jay, more than anything, as a natural athlete, there has to be that acceptance that is going to have to be A, B, C, and D, done repeatedly over time to be able to and once that acceptance is there then there's no thought process that goes into it again 
you just do it. You just do it. You know what I mean? So you never question it because it's like a contract. You sign a contract to stay in this apartment for one year. You don't get six four months and think and go to this and go say, can I move? Is there any chance? Okay. It's like, no, it's 12 months. You have to stay put. Do you know what I mean? So I think that is a very important part that we don't uh, have, uh, most people are struggling with now, I say, so it's a microwave society. So everyone wants to, a quick meal to stick into the microwave and then it's ready in two minutes. No one wants to make, to make an oxtail soup because that will fucking take two to three days. Yeah. But we've accepted that. We have to deal with the oxtail. Yeah, I, I didn't realise how, how demanding an off-season could be up until this one just gone mm. because I felt when you see me in, in the mix of it, mm. like in the in the height of it, I was fatigued and I was basically fucked as I mm. do at the end of a prep, didn't I? I was walking around just a zombie, the only thing in, I look like a right fat shit. Whereas the rest of the other time, you, you shredded and you've got the aesthetic reward, but you've not got that reward, have you? So yeah, I was just as just as tired, just as just as. Um, yeah, just just as just as um, I struggle just as much with it, and I, and, I, and I've only ever had like five or six, two off seasons, well, one proper one before it, four, five, six months, or I, I didn't hit it for that long. But you've done what nine of those yeah. now, aren't you? And each time you've hit that point where I've hit just this yes. once and this one gone. Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree with what Oscar was saying. And and, and you got to look at personality traits. Jay's a very active guy. You know what I mean? Likes to be on his feet, likes to be able to do this and that and this and that. So when he says it's trouble with the off-season, it's like, it's the, it's, it's, it's the fact that he was lethargic, he was dragging himself. But he'd, going back to what I said, he's accepted. You know what I mean? He's accepted this is the path to where I want to be. So as much as, you know, he's you know, struggling and we talk about it, vent about it every now and then, how, how long it's taking us to walk from the gym to, to our apartments, which on a normal day would take, take, do you know what I mean? Mm. There's an acceptance. When all is said and done, he will do it. He, he won't miss a meal. He will still come and, and, and get that means in, you know what I mean? And whatever has to be done. So it's, it's that acceptance, which is the most important takeaway for anyone who's in any process you know, you, you, you could be preparing for a marathon, mm. you know. There's stages, there's cycles of training, you know, where you don't you hit a certain distance. And it, whether it's raining or shining, people go out, you know, you got to run. You know, so there has to be an acceptance first. And then once there's an acceptance that, if you call it suffering, whatever you call it, then it is not suffering anymore because you've flipped the perspective on it. So, so you just focus on what needs to be done. And you don't think about it. It's when we start thinking as human beings that shit gets bigger than what it's meant to be. It's how you talk about it. it? Yes. It's how you, how you, yes. It's how you, you, That's you, know, it. you laugh about it like we kind of did during our yeah. and stuff like that. We're laughing about it's difficulty it's rather not, than complaining yeah, about we're not it like we did. Yeah. He was laughing about the different things within it and it kind of like it makes it a little bit easier to accept so yeah. like you're accepting it anyway and then as we're laughing about it we're exchanging experiences so you don't feel like a victim because you know I'm saying today mate what about me uh, I've got shin splints and this and that you know so it's like almost like oh it's just not only me so then it's like right let's crack on yeah so it's important support networks yes so. very very important and then I know this is a little bit like 
off-piece question, but it kind of is and kind of isn't because of obviously people people who might be want to go on stage and listen to this. But I know a lot of like you know just, just your general people who are into going to the gym. You know our clients as well listen to it. But how do you how do you relay that mentality of um, delayed gratification and just becoming fo- pro- process driven into your gen pop people? Do you do, do you think that they are inspired by you both because they see because you know everyone wants like oh I want you know eight weeks twelve weeks I want I want a transformation. It's like you're not going to get it in that time, and if you are, you're going to do it in quite an unhealthy way. But do you think do you think there's a, a method to it, or do you just is it is it purely internal and it's got to come from the penny dropping with themselves? Well, it takes time because people are inspired at SLS. I think you know even people who are just like older. You know, we trained like you know people in their late thirties, early forties. But it's just saying to them the same way. Most of these people are successful in businesses. Now, the same principles we're applying. These people have applied in their businesses to get successful. So it's just telling telling them what they did to get that. Range Rover or whatever kind of yeah, it's relating it to something like they'll, they'll understand yes. people, people understand in different ways and it's yeah. like I had a conversation with one of my clients yesterday um, and I'll, I'll, I'll make it as brief as possible because this is about Oscar but, um, no 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 that's just so, good so basically I basically said to him the other day if he was if he's doing me anything he fucks up every single last rep he just pushes it and throws it down so I was like so what it is anyway I broke it down into money for him I said that one rep over each set of each session is adding up to 20 reps a session. I said over a week, that's 60 reps. Over 12 weeks, I think it works out, I worked out at 740 reps. I said, do you know how many hours, how many many sessions it takes to do 740 reps? It's something like nearly four sessions to do that. I said, no, you're a businessman. So basically, you're giving me £280 for nothing. Just by fucking up that last rep, and he hadn't done it since because I broke it down to him. He couldn't understand it when he, when I was telling it in in, in um, physique terms. Mm. So I knew I had to switch it on something that I would understand. Guy drives a McLaren. He's got a McLaren because he's built a very very successful <laughs> business. Yeah. A, and he built a successful business by being um, so focused on the particulars. When the particulars are about money, he understands it more. So I think you know. That's that's what you need to do to get that. So it, they're not always going to be as bothered about the process of a physique at the end of it. That's okay. You need to break it into something that they are going to be mm. as it's, it's going to basically hit him in the feels. And for him, it was financial. When he realised he was giving me nearly three hundred pound every twelve weeks for nothing because of that one rep on every single set that he does. He's he, not done it since because it, 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 it got him in the field. So yeah, that's. No, yeah. If anyone's getting hit in the pocket, they yeah. wake up. Trust if me. that if the money if, yeah. the, if the money driven. Yeah. So. Yeah, and um, do, do you think obviously both, the question to you both, but is, is prepping a skill? You know, like you know, you, you do a movement and you've never been on a machine before, and that's a, that's a bit weird. And then you do a few weeks, and then you can load it, and then as your skill gets improved, but do you get better at prepping and do you, does your mindset get better? Does your time management over the years? Yes, 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 100%. It's not, I wouldn't say it's a skill, but like it's like you practice adherence. Mm. But, um, it's, it's, you know, I don't know what to call it because then there has to be that internal, um, that, that 
wanting to do it, but in, like in terms of what you said, um, which has happened to me massively, so one thing I've focused on uh, this year is time management, and I've had like non-negotiables set, <laughs> like I'm going to work from this time to this time, and at this time I'm going to do this for meals, I've had times to stick to, then I'm going to be asleep, I'm going to have a nap from this time to this time, and I found that has been absolutely a game changer, and it's allowed me to work all the way into the last week, which I never do, as I'm sorry, I get to two weeks and I take time off. But half of the time it's because I'm not managing my time and I've sort of just put it in my head as a narrative that I'm going to be tired anyway. So guess what? You get to that time and yes, you are tired. But I think the skill is building the tolerance to it or accepting yeah. the tolerance to it because it's like, I don't know, a boxer who gets punched in the face he built you know like preps demanding isn't it I'm not saying it's the same as being punched in the face as a boxer but if a boxer gets punched in the face um, it, it knows it hurts the same way but he's built a tolerance to it he feels the pain in the same way but he has a tolerance to it so if that first time he ever got punched in the face it must have he probably probably eyes probably water or something so I think it's the same as that with a prep it's like the first time you do it it's new you know it, 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 it's, all, it's cool to, to put it onto social media it's cool to say how difficult it is because you know it's the grind right and it, you know what I mean it's about suffering but then you start to realise when it comes to your second or your third it's like hang on me talking about this and putting it out there it's making it more difficult than it is and this is when you become that boxer that's getting punched more and more often it's like yeah it hurts the same way but you can deal with it differently do you know what I mean so that, that's kind of like a way I'd put a spin on it. Like, if, if it, is it a skill? Perhaps, perhaps not. But it's definitely the way you handle it, um, doing it um, multiple times becomes different. So whether that's a skill or not, I'm not too sure. But you definitely are able to tolerate and build the resilience to it um, differently the more you do it. And then also, like, I mean, we've had this conversation the amount of times we've walked over, and we're like, like your first prep, maybe your second prep, um, there's no deviation from what's on that paper. Now, I'm not saying you deviate as you go go on, but you might you understand more that you know you, you can mitigate stress here by taking your girlfriend out for a meal, and as my macros and calories are the same, ultimately it's not going to do anything differently. So I could do that for one meal, whereas you wouldn't dream of stepping away from that in the early stages of your yeah. of your of your of your prep in the first time. And I'm not saying everyone should go and do that, but you start to understand that you have the ability to do that on occasion. You know, so you just find, not cracks in it, in it but there's, there's just way of managing it differently. Now, somebody might not do it. Oscar probably wouldn't do that. He probably goes probably nine preps and not missed, not change the meal. But, you know, you just find, that, that's just one kind of, um, one area where you could, you know, there's, there's, there's multiple different things are like, for maybe cardio, you might go, I've got to do it, it's an hour cardio, so I do it in one go. But then as you get, like you've done this this time, haven't you? What I'll do is, it's just 60 minutes, it's output over the course of the day, over the course of the week. So it's easier for me to do 30 minutes in the morning, I'm not getting out of bed at 3.30 in the morning, and I'll do 30 minutes post-workout, I'll do 30 minutes in the evening. Whereas on paper, the first one, you'd have gone, I'm 60 minutes, I'm getting up, I'm doing it in one go because that's what we do. You know, it's about, it's the suffering again, isn't it? You know what I mean? So you, just the way you think about things marginally change, but ultimately still take you on the same road towards your goal. Anyway. So I think it's just those little 
slight things that you that you pick on and you you, you, you learn to manage it a little bit better. But uh, don't know what to think about. I'm gonna have to go and get the dog because he's kicking. Um, no, no, no. It's absolutely spot on. Um, personally, I think the more you do something, it becomes instinct, in, in, instinctive. Do you know what I mean? So what we were focused on before was what the de- um, what the intellect says, what the data says. Uh, we got guest here, who was happy missing out. He <laughs> chilled for a bit, then he thought, "Nah, take it, take it, has gone now." Yeah, um, but yeah, but then as you, it's like yourself, Chris. Now your training is instinctive. You know what I mean? There is data to follow. There's the what the intellectuals say. But then you'd go pick a bar on a certain day and you're meant to do 260 and you'll go against it and you'll put 270 just because you know yourself so well by your feedback-wise and you know that skill so many times. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes you'll just go and do, almost go against the grain and have a good session. But you know in your head that's not something you'll, you'll flirt with all the time. Then at the back, then you, you know, you crack on and follow whatever uh, template you've got. But half of the time, when you repeat some too much, it becomes instinctive then. Then it's just, it's whether you can listen to your instinct then or trust it. You know what I mean? And what were the, what were the 1%ers in this prep? Because, you know, if people would say, how do you get, how do you turn into an IBF, uh, IFBB pro? So the, uh, did you do anything specifically different this time around? Um, I think every prep is just different, to be honest, because, well, you know, it's, for me, I, I, you know, if I'm being honest, uh, what set me forward was the lockdown. Mm-hmm. I managed to make so much progress that I would not have made if I was working during the lockdown. So my start point was a very good start point. You had a really good set of resistance bands. <laughs> I knew that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, well. Really heavy, heavy with uh, isometric. Double them up, but it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> no pretzels and handstands and pretzels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, but <laughs> can't be with that. But yeah, <laughs> you know, it was, it was a good start point, Chris. And uh, like yeah, I, and train like. A, it's like it, it's um, it's it's not a surprise there is it you know you've ate like one you've trained like one you've recovered like one, like one. and now you are one and now I am one yeah, you know success leaves clues the bruises and the pudding however yeah. you want to say it it's all there it's there and and you live like one and you use one so. yeah so and I remember I was, I was actually trying to look for the screenshot Jordan put on my log this is an, it says guys follow this log you know what I mean? I'm telling you something special is going to happen at the end of the year, just based on where I was at that time. You know, it was almost like, yeah, it was almost like, you know, it's going to be, it's going to happen. But, um, yeah, so I'd say, like, and Jay will know this, uh, dieting so many people, he'll look at someone and he'll look at their stat point and he'll just be excited. You know what I mean? He'll be like, wow. Okay, you know, I know I can get this person looking not just shredded, but just 
shredded and looking good, just based off this tap point, yeah. isn't it? How much you know, is the physique? There's a physique, physique, yeah. Physique. And then, you know, they come to you and maybe they're already on, well, you know, you calculate the calories, they're like stupid calories high. You know, as a coach, you get excited because you know that tap point is going to determine <coughs> how they look at the back end. You know, so if the tap point's good, boom, you got a, a good... Um, you got a good finishing. And the other thing is, obviously, Jordan, psychologically, um, he knew he was different this time around. Like, he knew what to tell me at what given time he was very. There was a lot of high, firm boundaries and high warmth. It was, it was very harsh. And then he was at the right time. Then he was a bit very, very warm at the right time. Then he pumped me with a lot of belief, Chris, uh, which... You know. So speaking of that, like we talked about the, uh, the, the the period of training together. So now yeah. we hit the shows. Yeah. So we didn't get the results we wanted in the first couple of shows. The first yeah. one was very, very dubious, but that's a story for another day. Yeah. So what, speaking of his relationship and the way Jordan spoke to you, what things did he say between shows, between every show? Okay, so the show. Moving into each show and then how did that differ from the last time and how did he keep you motivated to get to where he always believed and you always believed he was going to do? Yeah. What, how, like, you know, what sort of conversations did you have? So show one would come out and um, you know, come off stage and uh, Jordan says to me, you know, El <laughs> 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 Palas disappeared, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it goes too quiet, we know he's up to no good. Got him. So basically, okay, show one, I do show one three weeks ago. And um, to, to be quite honest, it's dubious judging. But like I always say, Chris, it's when something goes wrong um, in your life, before, even if it's obvious, you know, but before you look to someone else, I always believe it's, it's uh, important you look to the role you played, however minuscule it was, right? So that's what we did. And my presentation, I wasn't undeniable. As much as the judging was a bit dubious, I was not undeniable because my presentation wasn't bang on. Now, that being said, I've been a bit rusty. I've not been in stage since uh, I was in Jane, Portugal, the year before. So we come off that thinking, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to tighten up a bit and then we're going to pause a lot more twice a day, do two, three rounds, send them to Jordan. Jordan critiques, analyzes, then sends them back. Um, we did that, went to Finland. We got a better placing. And the feedback was just there. The other guy was, uh, was, was slightly leaner and conditioned. He said, uh, so they want to build a bit more detail in the legs. And... Um, once again, I needed to improve my presentation. And this is where Jordan came in, and Jordan was just like, you know, you, you know, you, you, you are a pro, but these things, if we take what the judges are saying, is you're not doing everything in your control at this moment in time. So they shouldn't be anything in your control. You should just be beaten by someone who's just good. End of story. You shouldn't contribute to to your loss, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so this is where, you know, he said, right, let's get to Manchester. 
get to Manchester and let me know if you want to do Norway, which is it's going to be the hardest week of your life, you know. So I knew I wanted to do it straight away. I knew I wanted to do it, so come off. Come me, go yes. on, yeah, and then, and then, and then um, you know, I, I rang Jay straight away. I come off stage and said, you know, what do you think about this? It's five days. And, you know, between us, you know, Joe's like, you know, it makes sense. If you, I remember Jay saying clearly, if your name's not in a, in a pot, how will you ever know? So you've got to put your name in a pot, you know what I mean? And that was it. That's what really stuck with me. And boom, registered and everything. Obviously, stepped off stage. There was no celebratory meal because there's nothing to celebrate. You come second, you're the first loser. Um, so it's just back to protein and fats. And Jordan said, right, I'm going to run that diet all week. And when you get to Manchester, it's going to be double cardio sessions. So 30, 35 minutes uh, in the morning and at night. And that's been the toughest thing I've ever done because in this nine years, we've never gone that harsh to be able to get, we needed to get four pounds off between that Sunday and then present on the weekend, following weekend. I get some people who don't appreciate how four pounds, four pounds, probably our clients that's lost that in a week, they'll probably four pounds when you're like 3% body fat, you know, three, that's a lot. <laughs> it, is, it is a lot yeah. and even when Jordan said it he had to sort of calm me down he said I don't mean four pounds scale weight I knew he did but he said I don't mean four pounds scale weight I just mean there's four pounds somewhere that needs to come off either in fat or in weight but we don't find it you got that. it's the only way you can be undeniable you know and um, it was a case of um, landing, going straight into the gym, getting the fast cardio session done. And then it was just a case of like thinking about the next thing. I didn't even think about the weekend. It was just managing myself hour after hour. And on the Monday, Tuesday, you know, it was hard, but it wasn't bad. From Tuesday night, I remember it just dawning on me because I think I still had glycogen from the, from the feed before I went on stage. The feel that I had um, on Saturday. But on Tuesday night, Chris, honestly, I was going hypo and all sorts. You can't start thinking about, when you're in that, you're that lean, you can't start thinking about a weekend, which is five days. Yeah, right? yeah. Because it might as well be a marathon. You might, and you, you've got to think about that next, that next quarter of a mile, aren't you? Yes. Which is your next hour, your next yes. meal. Get me to my next meal. Then you eat the next meal. It's that I, I just need to get to my next meal. So yes. you break everything down, down. And lean and it's that difficult in, yeah. into those sort of small increments rather than this big I've got to do this now to the week because if you do Russia. honestly it comes back and it bites you and this is great for the clients who are listening who are going to this applies to photo shoots it's relative but we all human beings will hit us in diff- the same way. But maybe, you know, if a client's prepping for a photo shoot, they're going to be struggling. So at the back end, you know, it's hunger pants and this and that. And this is a very, very good way of managing your, uh, yourself mentally. You just don't overwhelm yourself. You just think in the moment. You just stay in the moment. Okay, I've finished cardio now. What do I do? I'm going to have a shower. Then you have a shower. You just stay in the shower. A shower's like the hardest shower you've ever had. Yeah. So you just want to sit down in it. And this is what it's like when you're that lean. It's not just a matter of having a shower. You don't even want to stand up in it. Yeah, you want to use a disabled shower. <laughs> the house seat. And, and, and then, uh, um, then after having a shower, you go and uh, you think about the meal. And then you eat the meal. And then, you know what I mean? It's just macro managing. 
It's just micromanaging. Our buddy is saying his mom was walked in, so was a bit and excited. Do you? Um, is it sorry? Because did you train that week? Do you know if if you had to put a finger on calories, you trained as well? Yeah, Becky's just come home, so the dogs uh, the dogs got uh, got excited. Yeah. So let's say Tuesday on, t- on, on the Tuesday. I did uh, 35 minutes in the morning. I'd done a leg session, and then I'd done 35 minutes um, at night. And I dropped 1.7 kilos, Wednesdays, 1.7 kilo lying. The cardio, both cardios, between both cardios, I had uh, 900 calories burned. I don't know how many, how much in legs. And then steps were 15K, 15 to 20K. And did did you get to that point? Did you get to the why am I doing this point, or did that never? That's not a champion thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I like it's not even a question. Like like I said, it's like you're going like it's like when you're doing like a max dead. You, you have a set of things that you think of. You know what I mean? So like you'd say you're just thinking about bracing, controlling your bracing, and this, and that's it. Because if you do that, then the weight's going to climb, and you're going to be safe. You think about not lifting that weight on that max lift. It ain't getting up, it. is it? If the only thing you're thinking of is, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it well and I'm going to do it for X amount of reps and it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So what is it, holding it in your... Seeing it in your eye, seeing it in your mind, you've touched it in your hands or whatever it yes. is. It's that sort of thing. And so yes. uh, it, it, that, sort of, that, if that sort of mindset creeps into you, you've lost. You've lost. You've lost you've it there. And, and, and you, you, you walk into the nearest... Um, the nearest cake shop and you, you know it'll just stick your face in the cake <laughs> you know but um, no Chris it, I was almost enjoying it you know mm-hmm. what I mean I was almost enjoying it and I was I was mentally in a good place to take it uh, you know I, I can look back and say that I was in a good place to take it and Jordan was just texting me almost every two hours because he knew he pushed me so I think he was he was as well thinking I gotta check on this guy it, so that it doesn't crash and binge. And if it does, I'll be there or thereabouts to salvage it, if that makes sense. And that, that weird sort of um, enjoying it thing that he touched upon there, you'll find the most successful bodybuilders or, or physique athletes always will have that weird um, kind of um, sadomasochistic yes. kind of that's, that's, love for it. It's almost like, you know, this is the hardest thing we've ever done. It's horrible, but I want to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Give me more. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, just looking at you from the outside, isn't this time like on your lap? Not the not the Portugal prep, the one before that. Yeah. Um, it was a bit more difficult. Maybe not difficult for you, but you, the way that you um, kind of acted with within yourself, you could tell it was getting on top of yes. you. But right. you, you know, like it was a little bit shorter with people. There yeah. was none of that this time, was there? Yeah. So what did you do differently? Because he said itself this was harder than that one ever yeah. was. And like yeah. we talked about before, the tolerance to it. What did you do and think differently to be able to make you at least seem on the outside to everybody else in that gym that this was easier than the last one, even though you just said, yeah. or the one before that, yeah. easy, what did you change about this process that made it look to everybody else like it was easier, even though it was harder? Yeah, I think, Chris, it's just taking responsibility more than anything and being very, very self-aware. <laughs> And uh, knowing uh, more than anything, I had to take responsibility for the face that I wear around people. So, you know, 
I, you know, I was up early, I was up at four, got my cardio done. In that time, I was in my own zone, in my own space. I'd walk to the gym. That walk to the gym was the most ever coming walk I've ever done. It Jay does it all the time. I just, I'd rather have more time and better than get an Uber. Well, that walk to the gym, once I'd done it once, I was just like, oh my God, the weather's nice. It's well lit road. Just got my headphones in. Sometimes with nothing. And the calming that walk gave me it was just it was next level. Then do my cardio and just whilst doing my cardio, you know, absolutely manifesting, absolutely checking in with the face that I'm gonna wear in the gym at that time, the energy I'm gonna carry, and just knowing whatever I put out there is what's gonna come back to me. And because I held myself so accountable and I did not want to lose and almost put it to myself that if I put bad energy, I will never win because bad energy will come back to me. And so it held me very, very tight. And at times when I thought, okay, I can feel this getting creeping on me, I was just never at the gym. Hmm. You know, so I almost didn't allow anyone to see that vulnerable side of myself. And really, really, I, 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 you know, as I finished this, it's been the best result ever, not the pro card itself, because it's never about the pro card. It's what it makes, who does it make of you mm. as a person? You know what I mean? If I'm going around pissing everyone off, then I come back with a pro card. For me, that's not a win. Mm. Being rude to people, being, do you know what I mean? You know, being inconsiderate because I'm prepping. It's like no one's forced me to prep. It's a choice. It's a choice. You know what I mean? It's a privilege. So, yeah, and 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 I was working. You know, I've been working hard on um, with virtues. You know, right? just practicing virtues. You know, it's just like I remember Jordan saying to me uh, about cardio. He goes, you know, the next off season for every pound you gain, you have to be fitter. That is the T's and C's. You know what I mean? So as hard as you're working, I'm getting strong. You have to be working harder to gain fitter. So I said the same thing, that the harder I'm working here, I have to be kinder. You know what I mean? So they go, for every ounce of muscle, we get an ounce of kindness that you're putting out there to everyone. You know, you're showing empathy. You're showing uh, encouragement. You just give in. Because all you do during prep is you're getting you know what I mean? I'm getting so much from Jordan. So if you put the things that you get on the scale and then you weigh them against what you're giving, sometimes you, you'll be shocked and you'll find out you're, you're getting too much than what you're giving. So this is the games, I'd call them games, but you know, they've gone a long way, you know what I mean? Because it's changed me as a person and I'm very, very aware of things I didn't really think about. You know, I'm aware of how much I'm giving. I'm aware of how much I'm taking. I'm aware of the face I'm wearing in work around people and how, you know, if I'm living a positive footprint or positive, making a positive impact, which is always the goal. It's what the card's going to make of me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's never about the card itself. Because if I address all this stuff that I've talked about, I'm going to get a card anyway. Mm. You know what I mean? So, so the card, yeah. So, so the card, it's never about the card itself because the card is just a card, mm. you know. But if it makes of me and people are like, wow, you know what I mean? This guy is a great ambassador, and this is how, do you know what I mean? That, that's what it is about because it's always about living a positive footprint. Yeah, I think that's that's a massive one because. You know, if someone comes into the gym and they say, oh, that guy over there, he's a pro bodybuilder and, you know, you got your head down, you don't want to, you don't want to 
interact with them they think all oh, right you know that that's the life that they have they have to live in order to get that so it's like well i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to diet and go to the gym and do all that cardio if that's the way it makes you whereas if you go over and you're all smiles and you know you're friendly and warm it's like you you it's a positive um yeah yeah and you've got to be that person yeah you know what i mean you've got to be the person behind that person if all you ever wanted to do is get married. You got to be a husband. You got to act as a husband before you get a wife. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like I remember, like, um, like, like, like. I don't, it's a conversation. I can't remember the actual conversation. And and you know, when Jay was saying something, and then he pulled himself. He goes, "No, no, no, no." In fact, that's how I wanted. That's not how a champion should talk. And in my head, I thought, "Damn right." Do you mm. know what I mean? Because too much is given, much is mm. much is expected. Mm. You know what I mean? So then I thought, I have to start carrying myself as if I am this person. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, what would I be like if I was this person? So I have to carry myself like I was this person. And then I can fit into those shoes. But if I start being, you know, like walking around like I'm hard done by, or like, you know, then it's, you're not this person, then ultimately that energy ain't going to give you anything back. Mm. You get yes, that's that's what I mean. Is that it's the way I see it. It's it's about it's about strength and like you know you and I will, but we, all three of us probably had that conversation before about like it's about that person trying to beat you, and it's like the weight and can you get one more rep? No, can you? Yeah, it's like you're pushing for that one more rep. Can you? Can you go? You know, another meal without with being disciplined. But you know, we were saying about how it's like imagining there's always someone there, like the SAS thing, and they're trying to break you and they're waiting for you to break. But then you look at your diet, you look at your training, you look at it with all these aspects of physical like prowess. But then you, you miss the glare of the obvious one of like patience and kindness. <laughs> it's like yeah. you know those times where you want to snap or you want, and it really it really dawned on me a lot. You know when. You know when sometimes you speak to people and the first thing they want to tell you is how difficult things are or they say something negative and then it's like well you have the opportunity to do the opposite like right now I'm going to make sure I say something positive or or, or make sure and, and then Oscar we, we spoke uh, probably about a month ago you know after John Meadows passed about like the impact you can have on people. Do you think that played a big part as well that that final kind of... 100% because that's what life is about it's just about being aware that you collect all these things and you use all this you know, that happens, you think, what, what, what can I take from this? You know what I mean? And I'm thinking, wow, look at the impact this guy's left. Do you know what I mean? He's not had that, even though as good as a bodybuilder as he was, you know, like he was an exceptional bodybuilder, exceptional coach. People say he was an exceptional person, person first and yeah. foremost. And that's why he's left such a hole in the industry because no. the industry is full of it. There ain't enough of those people in, in, in our industry unfortunately in fact they're full of the complete opposite, opposite. More, more often so for, for, for people to for him to be as good as he was at the coaching and the bodybuilding side of it more people to be actually thinking more about that as almost a secondary thing to yeah. the type of person yeah. that he was that's pretty incredible really isn't it and that's that's why his legacy will live on forever than a, a lot you know many many others yeah and and that's why it's always about what was the process make of you as a person do you know what I mean that's like it's, it's the important question which only you can answer because then we can all put shit out on socials and say and paint a picture like yeah blah 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 just always stay humble it's like 
grinding silence. Grinding silence. You're not grinding in silence. Now because you're talking about You can't say you're humble. Stay humble. No, you're humble. You're not. You're not. It's for other people to say if you are or not. Yeah. Or what is? Do you even know what humility means? Do you know what I mean? Mm. You know, many people think different things, but um, but like yeah, like you said, like stuff like that. You know, it, it gets you thinking. It gets you thinking. Obviously, me and Jay, obviously, are the, are the two people who compete in there. The other thing, me and Jay are older. You know, we got guys who are younger. So all you know, the, the other thing is just you have to be an example to these guys. Mm. You know what I mean? have to be an example for these guys um, and just lead from the front just lead from the front well, like, like you say for me it was simple I just had to practice my virtues mm. do you know what I mean I practice my virtues patience courage saying the truth mm. <laughs> you know what I mean saying the truth patience virtue and uh, just because for me the kindness one I never struggle with a lot because I get so much of a buzz doing things for people mm. You know what I mean? Like doing surprise things. Like for me, that's life. If you, if you ask me, I, I don't know why I do it. Not, not from, you know, obviously from nothing or anything, but the feeling it gives me, it just carries me through life. You know what I mean? It's like I'll do, you know, I've had, I've had stages where it's like, you know, I have this friend I'm out and it's like for me, it doesn't matter because no one will forget how you make how you made them feel. People forget what you gave them. You know, give you a Rolex, you forget. But if I made you feel shit, you'd see me down the street ten years from now and you'd be telling your son, you see that guy is a shit house. <laughs> you know, you'll never forget that. Mm. You know, so I thrive of making people feel special, making people feel nice, making people feel uplifted. And Jordan once asked me, Do you focus on other people because you can't look at yourself? I'm like, no. You know, do you hide in complimenting other people unless because you know? I'm like yes and no, but majority no. You know, it just gives me such a good feeling, and it's like you know, give people like you look like someone dies, then people come out and start saying, oh yeah, you know, there was this, there was that. But when this person was alive, they never told him that. Mm. They just chewed lemons every time this guy done something that was recommendable. People sit on comments. And it's, it's not bad. It doesn't make you a bad person, but then just don't say ever. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And when someone passes, like, yeah, yeah, this guy did. It's like, when he was alive, he didn't tell him. Mm. It's like, when all is said and done, Chris, we're all scared. We're all insecure. We all just, if you got kids, you want the best for your kids. And we all just want to succeed in whatever. So, we... We just need to get along. We need to lift each other. And we need to realize together we're stronger. But what's being together? It's relative, isn't it? Mm. Well, it's just like, let's listen to each other. Let's empathize with each other. You know what I mean? Let's realize we're all to error. So that before I, you know, before I snap on you, let's, let me realize I can do worse. Mm. So then what you've done to me then becomes nothing. Because I'm just as much fault as you are. Yeah, no, 100%. It's like that that realization where, you know, it's always like there's always like metaphors in life for everything. And like I tell you, until you start, you can't be something until you start acting like something. But also, it's like almost what's the point of winning something and getting it? if you've not become the person that you should be to 
to get it, if you know what I mean. So, like, if you're snapping at people, growling at people, or this is so hard, it makes it, it's, it's, it, the, the win's in vain because you haven't become the person you needed to be. Um, yeah, so no, I, I think that's it's an amazing message. Um, final question then, and again, it's for, it's for you both. Um, like, it's always the one you finish with, like, what next? But, you know, you're both pros. What, where, where's the hunger? What, what's the, what's the next step? Or is it just, this is, this is who you are now. This is what you become type of thing. I, I don't think like, um, like there's so much more to offer than just being a pro. That's just like a status, um, that allows you now to go into like, it's like JDC is going to compete against pros. Mm. So that was a level that he, he couldn't just walk on stage. So he's earned it. And then it's going, right, okay, this is the best of the breed, right? I'm going to compete about. But is that all they can offer? Mm. I don't think it is because that's putting someone in a box. Do you know what I mean? That's just part of the goal is to go there and the next stage is to compete against the pros. But in terms of the journey that he's, he's had from the first show he ever done to now preparing for the first pro show, it has... It has put in his arsenal so much, in uh, anecdotally, so much in terms of um, experience itself, and so much in terms of I, I couldn't say just so many things that he's now discovered that he could do. Do you know what I mean? And so that's my question answered. That's next for you. I'd say. I'd say. Uh, to be honest, I'd say the same, but like in this moment in time, if I just answer it, like is people don't realise, people see the picture uh, there with the trophy, but they don't realise how hard the body has been ranked, you know, so for me it's just to really, really focus on recovery for the next, for the next four months. Uh, just, you know, probably in 10 weeks I'd have a blood panel, my first blood panel done, and then... Um, that should tell a story and then based on the markers that aren't in range would go back and do what's necessary to make sure I'm in range by the by Christmas or New Year mm. and then we'd start again so health first health first mm. because the body gives you the ability to do A, B, C, D mm. so now it's time to give the body back yeah talking about giving and taking like we were before Mm. I mean, take, take, take from the body now. So now it's time to give, give, give. There's a debt to be paid. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I know it's the last question, but it's another another kind of um, interesting one. But um, what would you, what advice would you would you give yourself starting off now? So if you could speak to Oscar, you know, you just turned pro. You you, you could speak to Oscar when you're just getting into this. Would you say anything to him? What's that? 68 kilos. 68 kilos. 68 kilos. 31 kilos. And yeah. in, uh, nine years of competing. Yeah. What would you say to that person? So many, so many things. It's just... Um, I'm trying to find one which is... Um, I'd, I'd probably... I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd probably say to him... Just to be a, a lot more in a moment, mm. more than anything, because like it's like now it's like like you've asked me what what next, you know, 
it's, it's just like this is a being in the moment now by not actually planning yes yeah. some people step off stage you've already got the first show planned haven't you yes so I'm just I'm just being now like you asked me at first when they sunk in I'm just in this moment here now you know what I mean and the immediate thing now is just which I've said it's just watching my you know making sure I recover physically and uh, regain mental clarity and then on to onto the inside so to be honest it's just the best advice I'd give is just stay in the moment a lot of people are living in the past and in the future in the future that's why we have so much anxiety because most of the problems have not happened yet waiting for them to happen how much did you increase your online coaching prices by now you and I have PP Pro <laughs> <laughs> yesterday's price is not today's price <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that, that should have been the first story yeah. listen online clients yesterday's price is not today's price <laughs> that's what happens right <laughs> yeah well, bro, integrity do you know what I mean mm. we have to we, we, we have to run things greed is just going to send you somewhere that's not nice and once those are habits once you get into that you can't it's, it's like a cocaine addict you can't pull yourself out but um, once again, you have to be, you have to have a set of principles that you're working with, you know, and integrity is, is massive. Basically, person first, bodybuilder second. Yes, yes, as a pet, you know what I mean? And it's, it's like, you, you know, you do a reborn like what you did in, um, in the lockdown. You still give people massive service. But then you'd froze their payments. Mm. You know, it's just, that's integrity. And that's just, it shows, it shows why you're in the business. You're in the business to help. You're not in the business to make money. Mm. Money is a byproduct of you providing value. I think, I think that's, that's what I think the lockdown did a little bit, is it showed what people were in it for. And like your actions, like who's going to be selling the... Uh, Lockdown specialty fat loss package versus who you know who's gonna just check everybody's okay type of thing. Um, yeah, but yeah, that that to me, I think the thing the thing that I love about it, like about you both, is like the, the, that thing of delayed gratification. I think there's nothing greater in life about having work into something that you have to work ridiculously hard not to see anything come back because you know you've just got faith that it'll it'll come back one day, and it's like yeah. A little bit like blind faith, but it's it's just that. Then you do it, you do it thinking of the end goal, and then if you do it long enough, you then stop thinking about the end goal because you're just immersed in it so much that you it becomes. Yeah, you're too busy to think about yeah, the end goal, yeah, yeah. so you, you just be, you're just being every day, and then voila, you know what I mean. The end goal happens, and the end goal then, which sounds a bit ungrateful, but then you just say to people, "Oh, this is a byproduct of that." And it's like what. Usually this is a big thing. It's like what I have been working, you know, even when nothing incredible is happening, I've been working because we are defined by the things we do when no one sees us. Yeah, yeah. Those are the things that matter, isn't it? Mm. When no one's clapping for you, you've done nothing. It's like Jay saying in the off-season, you're just walking around fat. It's not like you can post a selfie like that with a massive belly going, yeah, 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 yeah. Are we having it? No, but guess what? 
you're still working. You're eating your meals, you're performing. You're eating your meals, you're performing. That 130 kilo pendulum squat somebody sees you do, income, which is, you know, the, the perfect form, which is uh, impressive in its own right. Mm. In the grand scale of all the things that you've done to be cut to, for him to turn a pro, it's insignificant. It's tiny. 100%. It's nothing. It's one of the bricks looking at a massive building full of bricks. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. It's just we've not seen them lay all those other bricks. Mm. Just as important to the end goal of the structure of whatever building it is. So, yeah, if someone's seen them do that, someone's seen that imposing in the mirror looking yeah. fantastic someone's seen all this and that's just because what they have actually seen with their own eyes but what, what goes unnoticed is the stuff that will make him uh, that's turned him into a pro the stuff no one's seen him no, do. no no one's seen that, that's the stuff that makes you not the stuff that, that doesn't so there you go. Uh, like I said, is the, the at the beginning, it's it's so much about like how you can perceive things in your mind and and about you know if you can envision things and it's it's not necessarily about the end result, but it's the person you come become in the process. Um, and that definitely was the case for Oscar. And you know, even though I was speaking to him regularly throughout the prep, when he said that about you know needing to give back more and needed to become a better person in order for the universe to give him back what he was looking for. Um, you know, it really, really um, took me away with how insightful that was and uh, how potent it was to motivate you going forward. And I think for anybody who is trying to improve the physique, that, that resounding mantra of, you know, delay gratification and just doing the hard work on a daily basis and not thinking about the end result as much rather than just sticking to the course um, is, a, is a massive, massive um uh, well, it's a very, very useful tool to use um, if you're trying to achieve any goal. But anyway, um, if you enjoyed that, please uh, feel free to share it. You know, if you know anybody who will um, benefit from listening to this episode, uh, please send it their way. I uh, really do appreciate that. Again, I will be going a little bit more content based. I know the biomechanics ones have uh, have uh, dried up a little bit, uh, but that's due to some very exciting projects that are coming up in the next, upcoming months. Uh, but if you have any questions regarding anything, if you had any people that you'd like to see on the show, feel free to drop me a message on Instagram or. Or you can email me at chris at apxed.com. Uh, other than that, thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful, safe and productive day.